Welcome to series finale. Thank you for listening. This is the only podcast where three comedians watch and discuss the finale of a show that they have never even seen. I'm John Paul. I'm Zach. And I'm Jack. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We truly appreciate all of our listeners. If you like the podcast, and we know you do... Feel free to check out our Patreon sister podcast, Series Pilots, which releases every week at patreon.com slash series finale. There's about 150 episodes of bonus content that you could access right now. It's our sister podcast, and it's our sister sister podcast, where we just go over every episode of Sister Sister from the Disney Channel. And we talk about all the hijinks that Tamara's up to. It's a lot of fun, and we think you like it. I'm sure that that, that. is a very popular podcast. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Like episode five, there's like a very serious episode called like revisiting Rogers' insistence in the post Me Too world. How what how, how Rogers' treatment of his female neighbors was unacceptable. <laughs> I like stuff like that. I have been listening to a podcast called Women at Warp, which examines Star Trek from a feminist perspective, and I really enjoy it. Uh, I think it's interesting to to critique old media in new light. You know, it doesn't doesn't always have to be like, oh, it's this is uh, trash or whatever. But you know, just looking at it in a more critical perspective right. doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. I mean, the Vulcan salute it should be the feminist like high five. You know, it's sort yeah, of like that. It's like a pussy high five. <laughs> Damn, live long and prosper, baby. <laughs> Flashing that pussy everywhere. <laughs> um, I said in the intro that th- we watched the finale of a show we've never even seen, but this is actually not the case. This is a bookend episode. If you're interested, you can check out a Patreon episode we did about the pilot of the show we're discussing today. We are discussing the finale of the Netflix original religious drama series, Messiah, about a Christ, uh, a figure in the, in the Middle East who rises to fame by proclaiming that he is the second coming of Jesus Christ, I think. Yeah, we think. The and Jesus this- allegories are weird because they never really say Christ. They just say Messiah. He's from Iran. It feel I, I, the country of Jordan banned this show. It had some yeah. some portrayal of Muslims, but you know I didn't notice that. I think this show is out to lunch. I, I just don't even know <laughs> what they were going for. They missed it. I mean, you want to talk about in in I'll I'll hold us accountable. We're talking about feminist perspectives of Star Trek. People have said we talk about the appearance of women on this show. Well, they don't listen to the show because we regularly talk about the appearance of men. And this man is not handsome enough to be the Messiah, point blank. There's there's no debate about it. And his looks take me way out of the show. And he has no charisma, no sex appeal. So what does that leave? You know what I mean? He's like a less fun, less sexy version of Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. 
I, I don't even get what this guy is bringing to the table. He is, he's not even a poor man's Jonathan Van Ness. He's like, right. a, he's like a bankrupt and unrepentant guy, I, Jonathan Van Ness, who hates Dave Ramsey. That's how, what I think of this guy. <laughs> I agree. I think that they should have had Rocco Sofredi play the Messiah. I think that would have been a much more interesting uh, style. And, and it really would have left it up in the air, you know. It's like, wow, it well, would have been more been, controversial. It would have been more faithful to the true story of Christ, who was an Italian-American man. <laughs> yes. And it would have been more faithful because Rocco has a pension for anal, like most Christians, before their marriage. I mean, not most, <laughs> Doesn't <but> count. <laughs> Doesn't count. Uh, um, this show was, it, this is an interesting show because this show is not canceled because of poor ratings. The show is canceled because of its controversy. It, the, the, they just were like, you know what? We shouldn't go any further before we actually upset people. It's not uh, enough people knew about it. Yeah, I think you- that's not enough people knew about it. I think the thing is Netflix is in a big cancel phase right now. Their, their attitude is if you don't bring new people to the platform, there's no reason to keep going. Like Hassan Minaj's cancellation surprised a lot of people, but... They felt that they had gotten everything they could get out of Hassan Minaj. This probably failed to bring in anyone. Again, it was so not compelling, and the guy was so unattractive that it was it was off putting. <laughs> if you, I really did him. not. I did not think he was unattractive. Yeah, I didn't I, think so either. I, I, I might have different uh, tastes than you, maybe, uh, but I, I thought he. Uh, I thought he looked, uh, you know, great. Well, the thing is, yeah. when I look him up now, he's a handsome guy, but the hair is horrific. Fine, then maybe I shouldn't be upset uh, at his looks. I should be upset at the hair and makeup person did such a bad job that they actually they actually <laughs> put a show out of business. <laughs> I, I, I okay actually looking. sorry. Go ahead. I thought he was okay looking, and I didn't think that it was. I think oh, I looked up why the show was canceled, and it says it was canceled. Be- not because of ratings, but because of sort of the topic itself was too touchy. Which wow, so it's too explosively controversial. Yeah, it could just piss That's, off too many people. I, I come from the opposite camp, you know, controversy equals cash. And I, if, I, if I get the chance, I'm going to revive the series and try to breed even more controversy. I'm going to have Messiah Jesus. starring Gina Carano. <laughs> <laughs> As a female Jesus. That is an idea. (laughs) So conservatives don't know whether to love it because Gina Carano avowed whatever she is or hate it because they've made Jesus a woman and they've gender-bended the Son of Christ into the Daughter of Christ. I'm sure that there are still some, like, holdouts who are, like, get annoyed at the portrayal of Jesus as a non-white man. They remember the good old days when it was just like Charlton Heston playing Jesus. <laughs> um, G- Gina Carano, why? She's the, uh, she's, she was in the medallion. What I don't know in? what she was in. I just know the people are upset at her for something. In Conservatives are claiming she was canceled. As far as I'm concerned, Gina Carano is premiering. I've never heard of this woman. Somehow she's, she's the only person in Hollywood less famous than Henry Cavill. And now they're trying to say that her career is over. I've never heard of her. I don't even know anyone who knows who Gina Carano is. She, uh, she rose to fame as a mixed martial artist. So I would watch your mouth, Zach. She might be able to uh, find... She, if she found you, 
she could with 100% without a doubt take you in a fight. She would take your back and choke you out. That would be so scary. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, would, it, would be, it would be not a challenge for her to uh, choke you unconscious. How much does she weigh? Be... She probably weighs like, I don't know, like 130 or something. Because weight less than is you, everything like... for a fight. If, if you weigh more, if you're bigger than a person, in a street fight, you'll just always win. I mean, against a non-trained buffoon, but if you're talking about someone who's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu... She will just use technique to take your back and choke you out. Maybe. I think, John Paul, you could beat Floyd Mayweather. If Floyd Mayweather tried to uh, kill you, like if he broke into your van and tried to kill you, you would be able to fend him off because you're just bigger than Floyd Mayweather. I don't don't know about that. I, uh, I don't know. I would defend myself by just throwing books at the guy. No, you would defend yourself with a Walmart children's bow and arrow and maybe... Maybe some Chuck E. Cheese prize pool nunchucks. <laughs> oh, this uh, this episode focuses. Uh, I, I thought that Zach would like the episode because there are there are biblical parallels in the narrative of the episode where uh, this Messiah is uh, has been kidnapped by some shadowy government agents of maybe Israel somewhere. And they are going to take him and they're going to imprison him so that he can't cause any trouble. Of course, a guy claiming to be uh, the reincarnation of Jesus Christ is stirring up problems, controversy. He's gathering followers and they want to put a stop to it. He's taken on board this airplane. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff goes down and there's a CIA operative who is tasked with looking after him, who's desperately trying to find this man. And you also, you have serious... I believe it's Paul to Damascus. Paul on the road to Damascus. Yes, I think that that's the allegory of this CIA agent. Mm-hmm. And um, we famously have already spoken about the mo- the History Channel version of the Bible with Obama in it as the devil. <laughs> 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 that's a real reference. Go Google that if you're new to the cast. <laughs> and. Um, this is Zach famously was talking about how he thinks it's more common for people to reference Paul to Damascus than uh, than something else. It was ridiculous. Paul on the road to Damascus is a very common saying. I was Paul on the road to Damascus. You, you know what? You know what? I, I could give a Paul on the road to Damascus to myself and the the lore of this show. Some would say. The episode where I talked about Henry Cavill's popularity as a pioneer of the bird stash, beard stash, was a bit of a Paul on the road to Damascus moment because as Paul used to murder Christians, I used to go out of my way to say how insignificant Henry Cavill's not only career, but existence on planet Earth was. And then now I championed him as a male fashion icon. The scales fell from your eyes and you were saved. Mm-hmm. I got right with the Lord. I got right with the beard stash. <laughs> Zach, do you, you, have you been going to church very much recently? I went to church four times last week and four times this week. I'm getting right with the Lord. And I gave up secular music for Lent and I'm strictly listening to gospel, which has gotten me into a very strange subculture that I did not know about, which is that which is the idea of praying the gay away in the gospel community. Uh, There's this great, great (laughs) song 
by Kalante Gavin. That is the number one gospel hit of the last few months called Hold Me Close. And it's amazing. And Kalante Gavin has his testimony at the beginning. And in the beginning, he talks about how he was, he was singing but still sinning. And he refers to being in perversion and homosexuality. And now he's not. And then there's another famous, famous gospel Whoa. artist named Donnie McCluskin who also alleges to have homosexual desires but choose not to live in the lifestyle. It's, it makes me deeply, deeply uncomfortable, but it's also something that I was completely unaware of. That, you know what I mean? Like, I thought conversion therapy was just a Midwestern, Iowa, white evangelical, like, camp documentary from 2005. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought it was, like, with Jenko jeans, and it was just something of the past. But this idea of it, it uh, being gay, being, being a choice, is out there still. It's very strange to me. I but mean, now it's set to a beat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, uh, what's like a popular gospel song? Kirk Franklin is huge right now because his Tiny Desk concert was just really popular. Kirk Franklin's Smile, Something in what the Name the... Jesus, Silver and Gold. Amen. 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 Most people wouldn't call that a gospel number. but So the I, I like gospel music. Then there's Catholic hymns. And then there's Christian contemporary music like Hillsong which I think is the biggest cornball music in the world. I do not like CCM at all. I don't know what the hell you're talking about at all. <laughs> you know CCM, and I know John Paul knows some CCM. I bet he's got some CDs kicking around in the van. Do you remember when we were kids, or at least when I was a kid, when John Paul was taking up smoking at CVS? <laughs> this song, From the Heaven to the Earth... From the earth to the sky, we hold your name up high. Do you know this song? (laughs) No. CCM is contemporary Christian. It's like if if you went to a church and people were like clapping and playing acoustic guitars. That's funny. Are you aware of the church that Chris Pratt goes to in the celebrity church and Justin Bieber? They're all part of Hillsong. Hillsong played TD Garden two years ago, singing the Hillsong <laughs> Choir, and they sing Christian contemporary. It's just like stuff about like being washed in the blood. I I'm, I love Jesus. Yikes! <laughs> when uh, Lent is over, you're just gonna go back to listening to the thong song on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna switch it straight to that 2014 parody. Um, He's just a boy and he's a bottom. <laughs> but yeah, I'm Dude. trying to get right with the Lord, you know. It's I oh, well, it, well it, it, I, I thought I thought that uh so you're saying that you didn't you wouldn't follow the the Jesus figure we saw on this show. No, I would not follow the Jesus figure on this show. If we're being totally honest, one of my great difficulties of faith comes with a discomfort over a relationship with Jesus. I'm a big God guy, but I, de- I really struggle with the divinity of Christ. So I, I think, you know. Why? Because I'll, he was a man? Yeah, fully son of man, fully human, fully God. It's a great, great story. The idea that God so loved the world that he sent his only son, you know, the changing of the Old Testament God to the New Testament God, where he becomes fully human, to sacrifice himself is interesting, but this actually relates to 
a situation I had where in this episode, they're on a plane and the plane crashes. And then it kind of alludes to the fact that he is the true Messiah because he's able to bring a guy back from life. And I actually had an experience where I was on a flight with Jesus. I was taking a flight across country in order to use my American Airlines miles and also to write a think piece for the Washington Post called Why Are All These People Flying? Where I would go (laughs) on completely aghast that other people were flying during a global pandemic. (laughs) As we got up in the air, it became clear that the plane was going to go down. The pilot said, I'm really depressed. I lost my job. Trump lost. I'm going to crash this plane. We weren't sure if that was satire or if he was being honest, but we, I got to talking to the man next to me who became Jesus. I said, Jesus, what's going on, brother? I could use some insight from you. I'm 26. I'm living at home. I'm working at Starbucks. It's really impeding my dating ability on these dating apps. And I noticed, Jesus, when you came into your ministry, you were 30. You were living at home. You were working a blue-collar job. Maybe the women didn't respect you. You didn't have any hoes, Jesus. (laughs) Is it possible that you were claiming to be God in order to woo the women who maybe of, of Bethlehem who previously thought of you as a failure to launch story? Because, Jesus, I've struggled with the idea of your divinity, particularly when you're in the garden and you're praying and you say, Oh God, oh God. Why have you forsaken me? That's always made me wonder, Jesus, if you are God, you know, why, any, why, do, why are you afraid of death? If it's going to be eternal life and you're the son of God, that's a little questionable to me, Jesus. So what do you think? And then um, Carrie Underwood, who was also on the flight because she was, getting, <laughs> she was flying to Texas for a, for a brand new Governor Abbott concert at Joe Rogan's mansion. <laughs> She said, Jesus, take the wheel. And Jesus stood up. He took the wheel of the plane and he was shot by a federal marshal for attempting to enter the cockpit (laughs) in the plane crash. Wow. Oh, damn. That's a sad story. So sad. I I have a similar... um, But I do want to point out that I backed the blue and and Jesus should have just complied. I actually have a moment like this as well, where I was with Jesus on my final flight. And um, it started like this. I said, Jesus, this can't be for real, uh, is the first thing I said to him, which made him laugh, because it was a pretty layered joke. He said, (laughs) I'm sorry, my son. It is. I asked him if there was an afterlife, and he told me yes, but it's not what you think. He then broke down simulation theory for about 10 minutes of my final 15 minutes <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> I told him that sounded like bullshit and told him to lay off the Pop Brownies and Rogan podcast. He said he didn't listen to that much Rogan, but he actually was a pretty good interviewer and he recommend I give it more of a chance. <laughs> he told me, though, if I don't like MMA, I should skip the episodes with fighters on. i asked him if my wife would be okay without me and he said yes she uses my death to go viral by doing a tiktok dance with my casket and then (laughs) (laughs) and she parlays that fandom into an OnlyFans account uh (laughs) the plane 
only had a minute from crashing, and Jesus held my hand and let me borrow his other earplug so we could listen to Rogan together. <laughs> <laughs> the plane crashed right after that. It was a fighter episode, but I could tell I had missed out while on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I wonder, was it Israel Adesanya? I wonder who it was. <laughs> it was... Uh, Derek Lewis? It was... The G- Jenny Carano or whatever. Gina Carano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting that you guys were on a plane that crashed with Jesus because I was too. Uh, I was on a Southwest flight to Austin several weeks ago. I was heading to Austin to be a guest in the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Joe Rogan was having a roundtable style <laughs> debate about trans women participating in sports, and I had been chosen as one of the debaters on the pro-trans women side. Joe felt that the best people to debate this topic were a group of idiot comedians that were also high off their minds on weed. Also, I had heard that the creek in the cave was moving to Texas, and I thought that maybe I could drop in, do a couple open mic sets, get some water, and charge my phone. (laughs) Seated next to me on my flight was an olive-skinned, dark-haired man in white robes, and after we took off, I asked him to put on a mask, but he refused and told me, my son, I need not a mask, for I am the child of God. I rolled my eyes at this religious psycho and decided to protect myself even more by wrapping a cheap $1 bandana around my face along with my disposable mask, and I felt a little more protected. He told me his name was Jesus Christ and that he was the Son of God, and he was flying to Austin to, to be a guest on the Joe Rogan podcast. He was booked <laughs> He was booked to share time with white supremacist Richard Spencer. Together, they would each present their viewpoints to Joe Rogan as valid, and Joe would say that there were that each had some good points. <laughs> Suddenly, the plane rocked to one side and started to quickly lose altitude. The ground was rushing up at us, and I knew in that moment that we were going to die. I said, Jesus, if you really are the Son of God, stop this plane from crashing. No thanks, he said. I'll be fine. I started to cry and asked Jesus if you would pray with me. And Jesus said uh, he wouldn't be able to hear my prayers through the mask. I started to pull the mask off to pray with Jesus. But a flight attendant quickly yelled at me and I pulled it back up, (laughs) sat back in my seat, and did my best to think of my loved ones as the plane was spiraling down towards the ground. I was truly without hope in that moment. Don't give up hope, a voice from behind me said. And I was filled with a sense of euphoria as I turned around to see Travis Barker, famous drummer from Blink-182, sitting behind me. (laughs) He told me to be still and to not be afraid. He knew that he had been in the situation before in 2008 and knew just what to do. Travis told me how to get into a safe position as the plane crashed down into a kratom field in the middle of Iowa. And when the plane crashed down, Travis took my hand and helped me leap out of my chair, pushing and shoving children and the elderly over as we muscled our way towards the emergency exit. Both of us managing to leap out of the plane just as the jet fuel exploded. Plane parts fell down all around us, and I started to cry in Travis Barker's arms and told him that he truly was the King of Kings. When Jesus walked out of the pile of burning wreckage, he approached us and said that maybe we could split a cab to Austin, and Travis Barker nodded. He said that would be fine, as he was on the way to do a Joe Rogan podcast where he would be arguing against trans women in sports. <laughs> we all, we all had Joe Rogan on the mind this week. <laughs> we had Papa Rogie. Where are you going to fly if you're not going to fly to see Joe Rogan during COVID, you know? <laughs> 
Now, uh, we all talked about Jesus on the plane. And uh, we did that because there's a huge scene in the show where Jesus is on a plane. And we mentioned before that uh, the show had vibes of Paul from Damascus on the road to Damascus. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really exemplified in this clip where Jesus or this Jesus character uh, has a discussion with, uh, with his captor, Aviram, which we can listen to in this clip right here. We never finished our conversation about Megiddo. Don't you want to get it off your chest? Secrets are so heavy to carry around. God knows your secrets and loves you anyway. Sin. Sin is just a failure to choose goodness, that's all. Goodness is a choice. Every moment is an opportunity to make a choice. A choice to think a good thought, to think a bad thought, to act on it, to let it pass. That is God's great blessing. That in every moment we can create ourselves again. We are. Make a choice. Isn't that convenient? Huh? We can all be forgiven and start fresh again. People have been hating and killing since we came down from the trees. If there's a God, he should be ashamed of himself. Why don't you shut the fuck up now? So Jesus is telling Aviram uh, that God loves him, God forgives him of his sins, and Aviram is like very, Aviram doesn't buy it. Aviram is, uh, he's very resistant to the idea. Although once the plane is shot down, apparently on order by like, like U.S. government agents, Aviram has a moment of extreme doubt and, and, uh, and he repents his sins as the plane is crashing. Yeah. And it's, and it's, Basically, it's flashbacks to him shooting a guy in the a kid in the face, and uh, he's like, he, he does end up telling Jesus that he's sorry and he loves Jesus, and um, but also on the other side of the show, you're finding out that the CIA has found out that this guy is part of a family of clowns, basically from Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Or something. <laughs> that's that's the basic idea. Yeah. They're they're cast they're casting him. The news media, the the lying news media, is casting him as a huckster named Golshiri, who is taking people in by claiming to be Jesus. Right. And his brother is saying that he's just the magician with delusions of grandeur. Yeah. But his brother oh. also says something weird. Like he kind of defends him a little bit by saying, "Well, you have to at least give it up." It, doesn't he say something like, where's the harm in it if people had fun? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except for a girl with cancer seems to die right as she finds out. 
that the guy's a clown? <laughs> well, this, this is one of the things I think that this is one of the highlights of the show for me is that, um, and I think, I, I don't know if we talked about this a lot on the pilots episode of Messiah, but I do like that the show is, leaves it ambiguous as to whether in this world of the show, this is a reincarnation of Christ or some kind of godlike figure, or whether he's just like a crazy person or a huckster, because they never, they don't show, they don't flat out show this guy doing anything supernatural. I mean, yes, he does survive a plane crash, but Travis Barker survived a plane crash. Ric Flair survived a plane Ernest crash. Ernest Hemingway survived mean... two plane crashes in one day. <laughs> really? Yeah. Bad pilots. He should get a better pilot. <laughs> he was taking lift in the sky. Dude, what about Sully? Sully landed a plane crash. You know? Yeah. Sully so, could be crazy. That's what I like about the show is that it's it's you could you could at the end of the show, you could still think either way that he is a Christ come back to earth or that he is just some insanely lucky weirdo. It'd be so cool, dude, if Christ came back to earth. I would be very excited about that because can you imagine just like it, he would just be like, okay, everything's chill, no jobs for anybody, and everybody- dude, I wouldn't. This was this has been a previous anxiety of mine during f- previous religious exploration. There's a lot of Christian people who believe that at the end is near. Eschatological is a word we've used before, which is in this show's Wikipedia, which means the end of times. I am sure I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Forgive me. I've read bigger words than I've heard said. <laughs> but so they believe that Christ is coming. You have to prepare the kingdom, yada, yada, yada. I don't want the kingdom to come and have life be perfect, right? And have my ego be removed and my competitive spirit be removed before I can make a late night television debut for stand up comedy. You know what I mean? Like, I want to get that in so that when we're at the water cooler in heaven, you know, if someone's talking smack about how great this is, we're all one, we're all the same, I can say, well, I, you don't have a TV credit, okay? You know, <laughs> so if I don't have that, then I wouldn't feel like I won. And Dude. really, as all Christians know, it's important to win before you get into the <laughs> kingdom of heaven. So you're at, you're at the gates with St. Peter, and he's like, well, we're going to, oh, I see here you were on James Corden right this way, sir. <laughs> <laughs> But then James Corden is there, and he's like, you made fun of me crying about being fat. Get out of here. Uh, no, then James G- Corden gets sent to hell, right? And all these Gen Z kids think that he's there because he's gay, and they think that, uh, that he's pretending to be gay and that it, that's cultural appropriation. But really he's there because he uh, st- stole a job from a hardworking American. <laughs> And then Carl Malone's walking around in hell because because it's actually Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> uh, Do you guys think you'd ever follow a modern messiah, someone who claims to be uh, the the new some kind of new religious figure? It could happen to one of us. We might all we might fall in with a cult. It happens to people. It does happen to people, and I think if you caught me around. 20 to 23 it would have been possible but at this rate it would not be unless my wife dies when i'm in my 50s then i could see myself getting into a cult yeah i mean you know a lot of times you would end up vulnerable to that just because you wouldn't be doing well mentally but if you didn't 
vote for Trump, then you're not going to get swept up in anything for like the next 15 to 20 years, you know? The Trump thing was a real party. If you were on the team, you could get upset. You had a savior. There was us versus them, good versus evil. There was merchandise. There were rallies, you know? So no, even if Jesus came back, he wouldn't sell as many seats as Trump. I'm not even saying that to be funny. That's just true, you know? A lot of people, like, if Jesus came back, he'd be this totally brown man that the police would beat to death in the streets. No, he'd probably have a Twitter with, like, 1,300 followers, get roasted in the mentions. But Trump's selling out arenas. He wouldn't do that. This guy is a loser, uh, nailed to a cross. Come on. They they could never do that to me. I wouldn't let it happen. I wouldn't let it happen because my wife tried to peg me in 1997. I said, I do the nailing around here. So <laughs> nobody nails Donald Trump. Huh? You can try Cuomo. Why don't we, uh, speaking of daddy, why don't, we, uh, why don't we think up a couple of quick memes for, for the finale of Messiah? Uh, yeah, I've got one. Um, okay. Uh, Christians, a oh, black power fist, white power fist. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay, Christians are the white hand. The black hand, Muslims. What are they coming together over? <laughs> They're disdain for this television series. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, let's see here. Um, dang. Zachy, you got anything? In the chamber? Uh, In the chamber. In the judges' chambers, in the priestly. <laughs> what about chambers? Drake? Drake pushing away. Drake pushing away um, conversion therapy. Okay. Drake pointing towards <laughs> conversion music, gospel music. Or, there's probably a better way to word it, but it's there. It's almost there. Yeah, no, it is almost there. Like, Drake pushing away, going to conversion therapy camp. Drake pointing at going to band camp to learn how to sing and play music so you can make yourself not gay (laughs) through song. You just hum a little tune every time you think about sucking dick. I don't think Uh, you should use your mouth, though, to to get your mind off sucking cock. (laughs) All right, um, I uh, I got a I got a bad one, but it's an easy one. Please. All right, so the the uh, the kid at the beginning who is being tortured for the location of Jesus, he's tied down, strapped to a chair. They're 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 waving a broken light bulb in his face, but who's sitting next to him? Bernie with his mittens. <laughs> That's yes, amazing. Dude. I love that. <laughs> That's pretty bad. The plane is falling out of the sky. Bodies are everywhere. Who's falling from the sky? Bernie Sanders in mittens in a lawn chair. Okay, rock driving, AOC, in the Hummer. Um, Rock driving. Hey, hey, AOC, do you want to go check out the Messiah? Um, um, Then... The AOC is like, oh yes, is is Caitlyn Jenner giving a conference? Yas no. Queen. 
That's that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's see here. Um, oh man. Okay. What about what about the guys? I'll, I'm gonna it, guys. I'll stealing. edit out extended silences. <laughs> All right. What about the guy stealing the pulpit? Did that become a meme? Oh, that was good, dude. The best one when someone put Ted Cruz's face on him and then they turned the pulpit into a margarita. That was so funny. <laughs> um. Oh, dude. Paul on the road to Damascus. I, I'm a head out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, nah. Okay. Oh, I was, I got one. I got I got an easy one. I got an easy one. Uh uh child young child in cancer ward. News playing TV, news playing on TV about Jesus being a fraud. I I'm a head out. <laughs> That's good. Um what about this? Bobby Hill with the fan, with the the kids inside. All right. Um the kids inside are all evangelical Christians. What does it say on the blackboard? It says Jesus was an Arab Jew. Uh, <laughs> what is Bobby Hill saying? If the if those kids could read, they would really hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, this show it uh, it remind it's not the first sort of uh, figure of a Messiah that I've been a fan of because. When I was about 19 years old, I was really into pro wrestling. And I would go to these pro wrestling shows uh, in Los Angeles area uh, for a promotion called XPW, which stood for Extreme Professional Wrestling. They were a competitor to ECW, and they they were run by Rob Black, who also owned Extreme Associates, which was a hardcore porno company. Jesus. And, and... One of their their biggest star was called Messiah, and he was like sort of this messianic, Christ-like pro wrestler. And I remember I went to their biggest show. They're having like a three-year anniversary show at this Olympic Stadium in Los Angeles, and I went with a, a few friends of mine. And Messiah, their big star, he he no showed. He did not show up to the show. He no showed, and so. Yeah, he didn't show up. Um, so he didn't show up, and what happened was they played, like, a video package where they showed him, like, ascending to the heavens. It was very similar to the Simpsons episode where Poochie gets written off of a show, and he just goes back to his home planet. Uh, that was kind of the last I had ever really thought of Messiah, but then I found out later that he, like, went to a rival wrestling organization, and then later... Armed thugs broke into his house and cut off one of his thumbs. And people speculate that the Rob Black, the owner of XPW, had that done to Messiah as sort of a revenge thing. Dude, that's unbelievable. Do you think that's what Vince McMahon did to Chris Benoit's family? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I've got another question for you, John Paul. Were the friends that you went with later charged with manslaughter? <laughs> <laughs> was, no, is not it possible that no. that kid was so pissed that Messiah didn't come to that show that he harbored uh, resentment. 
<laughs> the rest of no, that's not. It's no. It's a sad situation. Uh, R.I.P. to all involved. Thoughts and prayers. T's and P's. <laughs> Big time. T's and P's. <laughs> to Messiah's thumb. I also know a guy named Messiah. Uh, at one of my Russian bathhouses, there's like an older gentleman who retired six years ago after he did mushrooms in Amsterdam on a family vacation and he lost 300 pounds and he became very zenned out and he calls himself Messiah Says. He's an interesting guy. He plays slide guitar. What is his penis really? size? And what are Actually, his political opinions? Unfortunately, <laughs> I cavort with him at the co-ed bathhouse that I go to where you have to wear clothing, which is a far inferior experience. <laughs> I like to go to the Russian bathhouse the way Charlie Baker intended it, butt naked except for a blue surgical mask, which you can put over the orifice of your choosing. <laughs> I'm bringing that to the stand-up stage. That's good. Do you think that... The, um, um, sorry, go ahead. Do you, I'm just... Wait, wait. Oh, fuck. I had something. I, it's all good. You go, Johnny. Well, the plane crashes, and uh, Averum wakes up in this beautiful field of flowers uh, where a young boy tells him that, uh, that the Christ-like figure has, like, brought him back to life. And, uh, do you, I mean, the show was canceled, but what do you guys think they would have done for season two? Would you think that Averum and Jesus team up at that point, that he would be converted like Saul was when he became Paul? Mm, I think it goes a different route. I think Sal Volcano comes out, and it's part. He's actually the Messiah is just another <laughs> impractical joke. <laughs> oh, so you tell so so uh, so someone was in an earpiece telling him to do all this stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's and it's. I really think impractical good. jokers is so as as staged as Duck Dynasty. I don't buy it at all. It is staged. Yeah, I, I don't Dude. think that's controversial, John Ball. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not, but I just I'm don't becoming buy it. the way the reality TV is. The way that like some wrestling fans, like you and Peter, are like not only do you accept when people try and roast it by saying it's staged. I'm just like, yeah, obvious. That's not even a criticism. <laughs> yeah, it's it's TV. You know, everything on TV yeah. is staged. I don't know what to tell you, John. CSI is staged. I thought of. <laughs> I thought of what I wanted to talk about. Do you think the Messiah would have a big penis or not? Yeah. Definitely. How big? Well, Give actually, I don't know what the average is from the country, from Iran. It might not be packing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, I mean, if they, if God was, if, if God made me in his image, then no. There's no way he's got a big one. <laughs> Dude, that's a good joke too, John Paul. That's ready for the that's ready for the stage. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm, t- I'm taking it back. I'm once once Cuomo's done harassing women and opens up New York, maybe I'll cut back. You think that's why Cuomo shut it down for a year so that he would have freer reign at his private clubs? <laughs> <laughs> Cuomo got really into pickup artistry. That's what PUA really stood for, and he wanted fewer people on the street to compete with. <laughs> Why do you think Chris Kimback moved to New York to teach Cuomo? <laughs> He's Cuomo's <laughs> private tutor. Oh, that's funny. Do you guys think he got the nips pierced? Like, uh, do you think he got the nips pierced that he can rub them while he's uh, while he's 
harassing women. I think he, he got him so that it, to rub him while he reads all the millions of uh, <laughs> or all the the dead old people that he killed. <laughs> that would have been Damn, a good we're slamming joke. Cuomo. This that would have <laughs> been a good joke had it come out like smooth at all. It, but it was so <laughs> so bad, dude. <laughs> Yo, you're you're a year out of the game, dog. I mean, don't even fr- don't even front yourself. It's yeah. okay. That one's not ready for the stage, I would say. As long as you don't get blood on the mic while you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's do a uh, a little role play. No, let's do a, a Deepak Chopra. Okay. Yeah, something that you liked about the show. I mean, I I I'll, kind of like the whole premise. I think it's like si- kind of a gritty, you know, a gritty premise about the uh, like the second coming of Christ in modern day. I think is interesting. I, I'm I'm sad for them, not getting can't, uh, not getting caught up in another season. Uh, my Deepak Chopra moment is actually the fact that it did get canceled, not because I didn't like the show. I actually did also like it. Uh, I liked the ambiguity. But I like that it got canceled because I think the ending the show has now is, like, ambiguous. It leaves questions open. And I think that's, like, how it I would prefer it to be. I think if they went on, they might answer too many questions. It gets less mysterious and less interesting to me. Similar to how I think, from what I've seen, I would have liked Westworld if it had ended at season one. And that was just it. Yeah. So I like that it was canceled here at this point. I like that this show featured a news story that garnered the attention of the whole world. It's good to see global news, especially global news that originates from a country that's not USA or Boston, Massachusetts. Well, right. let's, uh, let's, let's do a role play, guys. Let's, let's create some character fun. Yeah, I'll be the girl with cancer. Okay. I'll be uh, I'll be Golshiri, who is exp- who, oh yeah I'll just be Golshiri. I'll be the pilot. Why do I have cancer, Golshiri? Well, here's the thing. I know you thought I was Jesus, but I'm just gonna flat out tell you it's not. I was just trying to get everyone's social security numbers. Hey, uh, this is your captain you... speaking. It's 42 degrees out at your destination. I'm feeling good and fun and flirty. And uh, one of the flight attendants told me that Jesus is on the plane today. Oh no, I'm I'm giving that up. I'm not Jesus. I was doing a I was doing a bit. <laughs> I am just kidding. I hope you all laughed. As you know, in the cockpit, I can't hear anything you say, so uh, I just left just enough space to leave a reaction. <laughs> This wow, I was what a f- kind of a weirdo, and I, to be honest, um, I didn't think you were part of. I didn't think you were Jesus. I just was hoping that you knew somebody at True TV to get me a viewing of Impact Practical Jokers. Well, you're probably not going to be able to view Impractical Jokers anytime soon because that cancer is just doing a number on you. But mm, I'm yeah. done with I'm done with griffs. I'm done with cons. I'm not Jesus, but I do have these. Now, these are pills from a company owned by Tom Brady. And what they do is they cure cancer. This is your Tom told speaking. me. I just want to let you all know that I took a couple of pills. I took a couple of pills. Hold, hold on. Locked, let me, I'm going to knock on the door. Hey, pilot, what are you doing taking pills? I locked the co pilot out of the cockpit. 
because you know what I'm saying. You don't want two fellas on a cock. You know what I'm saying, boys? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. This is wildly unprofessional. No, Somebody get this door open. This, this guy needs to hear some of my favorite music. It's, uh, it's, I can't hear hey, anything. Hey, I'll blast it through the, the, the microphone. Don't worry about thinking about having sex with men because just think about Jesus instead. Don't you think about Jesus some more, but not like that, you nasty boy. This is you, Captain, speaking. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I can smell oh, that. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, what's going on? Um, I ran Jesus. out of the cockpit. because This is me, the captain. I ran out of the cockpit because the fart was so bad. So I can't get back in. So I think we're going to crash. I locked oh, myself no. out. Well, what about autopilot? Autopilot? He forgot to blow him up. <laughs> I love that movie. Kid, how do you that's amazing you know that movie. I love the 70s. Um <laughs> Messiah, you said that you were done with cons, but are you done doing moms? Cuz my mom's over here and she hasn't been laid in a while. Well, I could use a hand, Mr. Pilot, and you uh, you said we're going to the plane's going to crash. Why don't we all? Why don't we get laid yeah. one last time, me and you? Will you Dude, Eiffel Tower awesome. my mom in Count front me of me in. while we while the plane goes down? <laughs> and after listening to that music that you're playing, I have no desire for sex with men. So I'm. I think I might be able to even get aroused for it. I'm super happy that worked for you. <laughs> I think I. <laughs> I hope that I die from cancer before the plane crash, but it seems like it's going to kind of be simultaneous. Hey, I got you covered. Take three of these pills and they'll kill you in seconds. Dude, that just made me wicked hard. That was Blue Chew. What? <laughs> aren't you aren't you like a <laughs> I don't know, the plane crashed. We're dead. <laughs> oh, that was good timing for that plane to crash. <laughs> what do you get the show? I give it a zero. I'm gonna give Miss It's just no good. <laughs> So wait, you give Gary Owen a 10, you give Messiah a 0. Gary Owen is my Messiah. <laughs> I give Messiah, I'm going to give Messiah an 8. I thought it had good production value. I think they were trying something interesting. I don't think it hits on every level, but I did enjoy watching it. Yeah, I give it a 6. I agree with John Paul. It's almost there. All right, good night, America. Good night, good night America. Everybody.